0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back—or to your first episode, I guess—of
1: <laughs> Coffee and Gold. I'm so sorry. <laughs> just
0: kidding. <laughs> Thank you for joining us on episode six of season three. If you've just joined, my name is Robin. I am at a tired witch on Instagram, and I am joined by the lovely, beautiful, sensual <laughs> <laughs> Maria uh, Maria the game on Instagram why thank Hi. you thank
1: you so much for having me
0: <laughs> I'm trying to make sensual thing I want I,
1: somebody commented uh, I like the word sensual me That's too and word. somebody commented a as word. a
0: review to us and said that they loved our sensual voices and I was just like yes I have planted the seed and I will see it grow
1: <laughs> <laughs> everyone will be using it like it'll be the new thing everyone's like oh well this turkey sandwich is so sensual <laughs> stop trying to make sensual Will happen. <laughs> Always
0: happen. <laughs> if you've just joined us this time, if this is your first time, first of all, hi, <laughs> welcome to the best podcast on earth. <laughs>
1: if we don't say Uh, so ourselves it's
0: well i mean i uh, be biased but it is true anyway (laughs) every single episode we talk about upcoming lunar phases and how we can use that in our magical practices these are not astrological check-ins in respect to your own sun signs this is just how we can utilize the astrological lunar phases in our practice Now, that being said, on April 16th, we have the full moon in Libra. Libra full moons are great because they are a chance to focus on and bring more balance into our lives, both mundane and magically. We can utilize this moon to kind of Focus on sort of the uh, imbalances and holes in our life that need filling and really call on energy that is going to provide a little boost in that. Simultaneously, the Libra full moon is a really good chance to do things like healing power dynamics in current and past relationships. Mm -hmm. Anytime that you might have found a relationship is no longer um feeling quite like you are both giving and taking in the same sort of way we can focus in on that and utilize the Libra full moon to find balance in it it is also a really good time to do things like closure for heartbreak uh if you have been considering potentially doing a um a spell that is going to kind of release the ties of you and another person. This would be a really good time to do that. Uh, it's obviously not going to be perfect for everyone. Some of us are going to find the Libra full moon is going to be bringing a lot of healing to our heart. And other other people are going to have some some severing that will hurt. <laughs> mm-hmm. It might suck. For some of us. And I, I I I don't I don't want to sugarcoat that. Yeah. Even if I was struggling to find the words for a second, what's up?
1: <laughs> no. Everything that you said definitely makes a lot of sense. And I feel like also Libra is also known to be such a creative sign. And hmm. um
0: and every Libra I know is kind of the horniest person I've ever met. Oh, well, that's so, what I was going to say. It's
1: also, <laughs> it's also a sensual time to oh, practice some sensual magic. Sensual
0: again? Oh, my goodness. Stop Maybe. trying to make
1: sensual happen. <laughs> <laughs> practice some sensual glamour magic. Or, yes. Yeah. Do so, an art project for the full listen, moon. Listen, what
0: we're trying to say is... Bring some balance into your life by, you know, rubbing one out and making yourself feel better, or go do a uh, a cord cutting ceremony. Both work for this full moon. (laughs) oh god do you remember when we started this podcast and we did one horny reference ever and i was like it's the horniest episode ever and now every episode's horny seasons in and i'm just like get a vibrator
1: rub one out and have a good (laughs) libra full moon okay honestly that is very big libra energy so (laughs) i mean actually are you wrong Are you wrong?
0: A Libra friend of mine that I have. This is a great example of why Libras are all so horny. A really good Libra friend of mine uh, once told me that if you have a hangover, to just masturbate and it will get rid of your hangover. (laughs) So... (laughs) Uh, I personally have never tried it because I don't actually get hangovers very often. But if anybody listening wants to give it a shot, she swears by it. So <laughs> consider that.
1: <laughs> so what Robin is saying: if you're hungover during the full moon, you could do magic at the same time Perfect. of removing your hangover. It's the horniest episode ever. <laughs> <laughs> so if you just started listening to us every podcast we talk about a tarot card we go over the universal meaning and then our own interpretations of the cards hearing other people's opinions helps beginners form their own opinions or even those who have been practicing for a while expand their views on other meanings so this week i thought we'd do something new um I think revisiting an old card that we did would be fun and i believe the first episode of our first season we did this one so Mm -hmm. i just want to see a minute but it's been a minute (laughs) oh yeah it it has it's been years now Years. Isn't that's that crazy. crazy that we've been doing the podcast so, for years? So crazy. It doesn't feel like it. No, it doesn't. No. But that's because
0: time flies when I'm having fun with you. <laughs>
1: Aw, thanks, babe. <laughs> But I just figured we could see how our thoughts have changed. And maybe we'll even bring up like something new when it comes to the card that we didn't speak about on the first go-round. Because we were still learning about doing a podcast. So, But we're going to be looking back at the moon card. So on this card, you will see a moon between two towers. These towers are shown on many different cards throughout the deck such as the four of wands, death and obviously the tower and on the ground you'll see three different creatures, a domesticated dog, a wolf, and a lobster coming out of a body, <laughs> body of water towards <laughs> a path. I just, wait, do you know what I just realized? What did you just realize?
0: <laughs> you know how you say wolf instead of wolf? <laughs>
1: Our very i first- have an accent i can't help i know it. i know that i know that but our
0: very first episode that we ever recorded frank had never edited one of our podcasts and maria said woof and he was like, he had, he had to hear her say it like nine times and he was like i'm gonna blow my brains out <laughs> you just said it again. <laughs> I'm going to feed my pants. I'm so sorry to what? detract from you in this
1: story. Look, Frank, all of us have accents. Okay, I cannot control mine. I'll do my best.
0: You do not need to do anything differently. I just heard you say it and I was like, oh, wait a
1: minute, I just remembered this. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> so the universal keywords to this card are illusion, fear, and the subconscious. Much like I said on the first go around of this card, I view this card very differently than most readers. And that has not changed. Um, I want to share with you, with all of you, like my base thoughts about this card. And then I'll go into the new way I have begun to see it like the past couple of months. <laughs> So when this card comes up, it usually shows me that someone is denying a big part of themselves or they feel restrained by life. Much like the domesticated dog, which represents our conservative natures, they long to run free and like howl at the moon, but they are pulled to act a certain way that society deems fit. (laughs) The wolf (laughs) represents our wild. The person who wants to do exactly as they wish and to live fiercely and authentically. And I want to stress that nothing like is wrong with the dog. It represents us being responsible and the wolf is more animalistic. You know, many rules don't apply, which isn't always the best thing. It kind of reminds me of Carl Jung's work, Um, About He said that we all wear a mask, which is represented by the dog, to the outside world. And that mask is important, but we cannot, like, deny our wild selves either. We have to meet ourselves in the middle, much like the lobster on this card, which to me represents the shell we have formed to protect ourselves. We have to practice both being the dog and the wolf. And only then we will find, like, our authentic path forward. Now when this card is upright it like it really shows me that we are leaning more on the conservative side we are scared of being our thont- authentic selves to not even um to not even show the world around us that part of ourselves and not even ourselves and we may find i mean you may even find like yourself making fun of people who show signs of representing <laughs> The wolf on this card, or even longingly wish you could be as free as they are. It kind of reminds me of werewolves a little bit. Ooh. The longer you like suppress a side of yourselves, especially the untamed part of you, it will explode out of you eventually. You'll you guys, be. as trying
0: to tell you that she wants to be a <when>?
1: i just have this untamed side of myself (laughs) that is just
0: ready to burst out of the seams all right corn calm down (laughs) yes
1: (laughs) but it will be painful and right away after that like explosion happens you'll probably slip back into that super domesticatedness after it happens but the damage is done and i think that Allowing yourself to make friends with like that inner part, wild part of you with whatever it means to you is so important. Maybe it's going out with friends, dancing wildly like no one's watching, embracing parts of you that society might frown upon, working hard, but also playing hard too. you know, finding a middle ground through an outlet. So you don't need so you don't feel so pent up by or repressed in your life. Now, the new way I've been seeing this card is just like a little different than what I've just said, but definitely involves it as well. You know, the moon cycles, it waxes, grows full, wanes, and then disappears only to reappear in the sky. And the moon isn't the only thing that goes through a cycle. We do as well. And the domesticated dog can definitely represent the waning or dark part of the moon when we are slowing down and doing work that needs to get done. And then the wolf can represent the waxing or full moon when we are having fun and like living life to the fullest. When we deny our cycles for whatever reason, it can make life so hard and unbearable. It's like, When all you do is work and you're overworking yourself and you have no outlet, no cycle, you will burn out. This card um, seems to pop up a lot in work readings for this reason. And most of the time it isn't our fault. It is is society, especially here in America. There is nothing wrong with being a boss and getting shit done, but should only be half of your time. It's unfair for those who have to you know, work that way, definitely, and only reform of like how businesses conduct themselves will things change for the better, but, you know, advocate for yourself when you can. Now, let's say you are like overworking yourself and you're your own boss. I think scheduling is important here. You aren't lazy for having fun or relaxing, especially after you've already worked so hard. You may think that you're impressing everyone by burning yourself out, but you will snap and become that werewolf who goes through that horrible, painful change rather than just allowing yourself the time to freely be that part of yourself And on the other hand, you know, I view when I view that when this card is upside down, it means like you're representing that wild side too much that other part of the cycle by over partying and saying, screw it to, you know, like responsibilities. But as I said, that only comes up when reversed for me. But how do you view this card? I had a lot to say. I'm so sorry. That's okay.
0: you don't need to be sorry. (laughs) Um, I actually don't have anything to add, if I'm being really honest with you. I think we've talked about this before, how I feel about the moon card basically just being this big illusion and not seeing things clearly for what they are. I also would add that the moon sometimes can show like doormat insecurities or like repressed kind of issues that we're projecting onto other people. Mm-hmm. Uh, just like the moon reflects the sun's light and is not actually glowing itself. Mm-hmm. Uh we might see issues in other people that really are issues within ourselves that we are projecting outward.
1: (laughs) So you're saying that the moon card is Lindsey Graham? (laughs) I do not know who Lindsey
0: Graham is. You don't know? I don't. I have no idea who that is.
1: Okay. Uh, Okay. I'm just going to say it real quick. He's a Republican, is South Carolinian, like, um... A politician and he's definitely gay and but he's like completely like anti-gay everything and like it's love
0: horrible love that yeah. love that for him good for Lindsey mm-hmm. Graham man you live laugh love buddy right into a very <laughs> unhappy future um, yeah uh, so I yeah. don't really know how much to add but I think that your additional insights this time were very interesting and I hope that people appreciate all the thought you put into the woof <laughs>
1: yes i hope so (laughs) so robin and i thought it would be fun for this time that we talk about altar setups um I think we've talked about it in the past, I, especially our first season. I think we went over altar setups, mm-hmm. but it seems to be like a very hot topic for, I don't know, even witches have been practicing for a while, like just getting everything set up to the way that they like it. And of course, you know, there's social social media pressure to have your altars look a certain way and all that. So I thought it would be fun to go Circle over back. it yeah circle back and- Actually, one
0: of the very first articles i ever wrote for our patreon was how to start an altar and i was just telling maria because we're going to discuss this today that maybe i will circle back to that and we'll do a mm-hmm. refreshed version especially now that we're doing these like nice little pdf documents <laughs> i know
1: <laughs> i'm actually <laughs> planning to redo a bunch of our art- articles on the patreon and do it the pdf way
0: and i'm also i'm going to go through listen we're just talking about freaking stuff (laughs) for the patreon but i'm going to go through all the patreon articles all 300 of them and i'm going to add tags to them so that way it's easier to find things for people
1: yeah i was thinking
0: about that that's my that's gonna be my april project yeah (sighs) why i decided to do this Three years in, do not ask me, but here we are. I will never <laughs> We're add just another redoing tier, them. Though.
1: We'll just start now. <laughs> I will never add another
0: tier to our Patreon, however, because the last time I added a tier, when when we when we introduced the spellcaster boxes, at the time we had hundred and twelve. Thousand, twelve thousand, hundred and twelve articles and -hmm. it took me four hours to add manually add all the tiers like all the articles to the new tier and uh we did two fucking tiers we did the spellcaster coven and then spellcaster Mm -hmm. tier i will never do it again you guys want something extra Find it from somebody else. I'm not making it a tear.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: not happening. It's not happening. That was like at this point, we have so many articles. And because you have to manually add every single thing, it would take me like a week. Yeah, no, that no. sounds like admin hell. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's when you just hire someone else to do it. But Truly. anyways. <laughs> anyway. So... Where did your altar begin, like, when you first started out? like
0: My first ever altar or the altar that I currently... Or, like,
1: when you started, what did your altar, like, look like?
0: (laughs) Well, when I started practicing in a serious way, I Mm -hmm. lived in a a big... Like, I lived in an apartment that had six people in it. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) Welcome to San Francisco. And when I started practicing practicing in a really serious way i had a very small bedroom and i did not have a lot of space uh this is why i said it was small welcome to the redundancy department and i also (laughs) was not comfortable sharing that side of me with my Mm -hmm. housemates which is so silly because now like i'm still best friends with all these people um well with two of them i married another the other one um one of the other people (laughs) But I'm still best friends with all these people and they all know about it now and I like do not care at all. If if not, do not care, but they'll come to me with questions and stuff like that or asking for help. So it's so funny that I was weird about that then. Um, but I kept all my stuff in a drawer, the bottom drawer of mm-hmm. my wardrobe. Like I had like or chest of drawers. The bottom drawer was was my altar. And my now husband at the time when he moved in i like gathered all that stuff cuz i was trying to make space for him and i like hid mm-hmm. it in a shoebox in the top shelf of the closet and like just kept it away just so that way he didn't have space but it was like so you would pull out the drawer and i had it lined with like a like a cloth that like, mm-hmm. a, like a culture cloth right i did not have a cauldron at the time but i did have like a pyrex dish that i mm-hmm. used for like burning stuff in and i yeah. had my little candle holders and i had like a like a printout picture of santa muerte because i've always like i've been a devotee of hers forever um and it was just like the most like <laughs> the most like ridiculous little thing like in hindsight it was so ridiculous but it worked for me so <laughs>
1: no it worked I mean, right <laughs> yeah if it works it works <laughs> um How about you yeah I like I didn't have an altar for the longest time. Like I had all my witchy knickknacks for sure, but I didn't have like a permanent setup. I had like things scattered in my room growing up, and whenever I did a spell, I would just grab what I need. But as mm-hmm. you said, I didn't. I didn't have a cauldron. I didn't. I don't think I had a cauldron until <laughs> I came out to my wife, but. Even then, though, I like I never gravitated to how like Wiccans were setting up their altars at the time, like no hate Mm -hmm. for it, by the way, but it just never resonated much for me. And when, when we first moved into this house, like I am in right now, Mm -hmm. like, all we had like downstairs where most of my altars are now was two lawn chairs like mm-hmm. it was probably like that for like a whole year and then eventually like we did get a couch but it was still like very sparse and <laughs> a few years later like we finally got like this wooden table that we were going to use for our xbox and stuff but there was like plenty of room at the top and. the this was, like, the time I was still in the broom closet with my wife. And, but I was getting, le- like, less worried about it being out in the open. And I really finally wanted, like, a permanent altar space. We had just moved into, like, our, you know, family home. We were, like, no longer in the military. And this was where we're, like, settling down, hopefully temporarily. <laughs> but, um, so... I finally got that triangle shelf that you could see in some of my photos in even like a few crystals. And at the time I was like telling my wife, you know, like, I just think they're neat. (laughs) But... (laughs) But eventually, you know, I did open up about what I was doing and she joined in and eventually it became like our family altar space. And, you know, I think it's like so important that we realize that we all start somewhere. Um, And, you know, what you see in my photos is literally years of collecting things that are Mm -hmm. special to me. I didn't have anything, practically nothing for, like, the longest time.
0: And I think that's actually a really important thing to, like, talk about. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because I know we've talked about this so many times on the podcast about comparing yourself to other people on social media. But Mm -hmm. you really can't because... I had a thriving practice that has worked incredible for me at the time, um, just as it does now. And I literally kept all my stuff in a drawer (laughs) (laughs) hidden in my bedroom with like three things in it, um, I think I got most of the stuff from it at, like, the Dollar Tree as well because uh, she's a Dollar Tree queen. Live, laugh, love. <laughs> <laughs> but I really, I really do want to emphasize that because I know it's so easy to get hung up on this kind of game of more things equals a better practice, more money spent equals a better practice, mm-hmm. and that it could not be farther from the truth. And I think for me when i first started witchcraft just kind of in general i wish i had Mm -hmm. known that because i know i compared social media wasn't what it is now and i Mm -hmm. still compared myself to like people that i saw at the metaphysical store or stuff that i saw on like angel fire sites and stuff like that where Mm -hmm. it was these grand like ritual-esque altar spaces that i thought i needed and like Mm -hmm. yes to some people's measures, the altar that I have now would feel very grand, but mm-hmm. it, it, you have to take into kind of consideration that that is almost two decades of collecting um, mm-hmm. and adding to it, not, you know, three, four months. Yeah. So just yeah. something to keep in mind because I know it's so easy to fall into that hole.
1: Yeah, especially in like, it's not even for um just like our alters, but like our knowledge too, you're not going to learn everything, you mm-hmm. know, when you just start, like it's years and years of reading and exploring and even changing your practice along the way. Like mm-hmm. Robin and our practice have changed even since the pod has started, like things have changed and will continue to change and. Um, you know, our altars and knowledge like that are depicted by that. Um, Everyone starts out somewhere and not Mm -hmm. everyone has a lot of money to spend on like crazy altar adornments. Mm
0: -hmm. And the fact of the matter is, is that if you consider paganism from 200 years ago, 100 years Mm -hmm. ago, 50 years ago, you know, the accessibility to these items was not really a thing. Mm -mm. and so most pagans and witches made do with what they had or what they could make and
1: they didn't even really have altars like before everything no like their homes were their altar exactly
0: and and i think that there the internet has created um unfortunately this really big false this false sense that more money spent equals better spell work and that does not It'll equate to
1: reality. It doesn't translate. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, it just doesn't. <laughs> yeah. So where like where your where is your altar now? Like how has it grown into what it is now? Um well I have several of them
0: now. Um <laughs> I, yeah, I have several of them now. I have what I consider like um like my family kind of protection altar which uh-huh. has my giant virgin de guadalupe on it um which my child broke <laughs> um
1: you just needed a new one mom okay apparently
0: i did get a new one though immediately my spouse uh, and it's is the beautiful. best my spouse is it's the so best beautiful. and literally bought me a brand new one to replace it um <laughs> but i consider that kind of the central protection of my home Mm -hmm. and becomes kind of the altar space for that i have Mm -hmm. my working altar which is dedicated to santa muerte and is where i do most of my sacred work and is kind of where spirit sits um for my home now, I have a very tiny home, as we have discussed, <laughs> yeah, uh, before. But I have a very tiny home, and therefore, I don't have a lot of space. I also mm-hmm. have a space out in the forest that sometimes I will go on walks to and visit and kind of use that to work with and you know pay patronage to just forest spirits. So yeah. I th- for me the idea of an altar kind of needing to be one thing has expanded in a massive way. Mm-hmm. Simultaneously, uh my altar is out and proud and is a huge part of my home now and is yeah, it's a central point of our of our home. It it really is. So mm-hmm i don't know in that respect it's changed and when we get moved it'll change again and i'm excited to see what that looks like so i think it's really interesting to see
1: what you do it's gonna be beautiful i have stuff
0: in storage (laughs) too that i can't wait to take out so i'm excited (laughs) to see how that's gonna grow and change same same so
1: what about yours so just just like you I have like so many altars now like I only take pictures of three of them but I have my main altar my kitchen altar um which is my kitchen altar I mean that's where I do a bunch of deity stuff and where I don't know just the majority of my spell work and not just kitchen witchery but I also have my divination altar, my family altar, which is for protection and things like that, just like you Mm -hmm. said. Um, I have my money altar, bedroom altar, bathroom altar, and ancestor altar. Um, And I want to stress, like, a few of those altars are very basic. Mm -hmm. They aren't my main ones, but they serve their purposes. And, Mm -hmm. like... I know, uh, like, as I said, I only like take pictures of three of them. If I took pictures of the other ones, people probably like that's an altar. But it re- like to me, that's like I put stuff there for purpose of being an altar. Um, but yeah, just the same as you just continuing to
0: grow and expand. Grow. And yeah. yeah.
1: And, and, and I also like,
0: like when I sorry. first started, when mm-hmm. I first started, and I'm sure a lot of people will relate to this is that i was a teenager the only thing i had available to me was wicca and wiccan books and so even though i am not somebody who is a traditional wiccan or a ceremonialist in any way Mm -hmm. when i first started i really thought i had to adhere to like putting things in the specific positions of the watchtowers and like I really always made sure to have all four elements on my altar at all times and like and and in a way that is still happening on my altar. Like I still mm-hmm. have like incense, air, a candle, fire. You know what I mean? Like I yeah. still have all these things, but those things are there for most times different reasons now than mm-hmm. when I first started. When I first started it wasn't really a, it didn't have a purpose for me if that makes sense i was like oh, well i've got to represent air so i've got my incense yeah. where now incense are an offering to the dead <laughs> mm-hmm. and that's why i have incense on my altar it just also happens to correlate with the air element yeah
1: yeah, you know and if I want to work with the elements, like I'll bring stuff out like yeah, for yeah, that yeah. purpose. Yeah, I don't absolutely. leave it out all the time. Like, I don't know, just the whole Wiccan setup has never resonated with me. And mine is more like a cultivation of it has become like a reflection of who I am as a witch mm-hmm. and what I love and what makes me feel it is like what makes me feel what would cultivate a magical space or look like a magical space. Mm-hmm. Um, absolutely. Yeah, and I don't know. I just I feel like altars are really are a depiction of like um, a witch in their craft, and they're just like really fun to like pick out like certain pieces and not feel like you have to adhere to a certain thing. I mean, some people need that, and that's completely valid. Yeah, yeah, but I'm more like I, I don't know. I have like my own thing, and that's what makes my altars feel magical to me. And I think that's what's important when cultivating an altar. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. So what was the next thing that I wrote down? <laughs> oh yeah. Where do you recommend finding altar decorations? Thrift stores. Same. Same (laughs)
0: thrift stores dollar general and thrift stores listen i think that metaphysical shops are incredible i love them i go to them and i oftentimes will buy myself little things um Mm -hmm. like for example if you want to work with crystals you are unlikely to find crystals at a thrift store doesn't Mm -hmm. mean you can't it just you're unlikely to yeah um so there are certain things that i feel like metaphysical stores are the only option for Mm -hmm. if you can afford to shop semi-exclusively at a metaphysical store i say hell fucking yeah support those small businesses Mm -hmm. (laughs) but if you can't thrift stores are the shit (laughs) like Mm -hmm. you can get silver platters there you can get candle holders you can get sometimes candles uh you can get uh we've talked about before having Symbolism on altars. If you are not somebody who is totally open with what you're doing, but wants to keep an altar kind of in the central hub of the home, mm-hmm. um, you can find symbols for your, you know, whoever you're pay- paying patronage to. Yeah, uh, it, ugh, don't, thrift stores are the shit. 12 out of 10. They are,
1: yeah. (laughs) Yeah, people, like, are often surprised when I say, I don't spend much money on my altars, like the decorations and stuff like that. Most of it is, like, thrifted, as you've said, secondhand finds, gifts, and, like, with the odd actual full-price purchase. I don't like to spend money on myself. I will easily go to the thrift store and, like, spend something on myself. But um, me buying if I'm going to buy something for my altar and spend a lot of money on something, it's going to be something that's super special that I have thought on for a very Mm -hmm. long time. Um, Like a statue or something like that. Absolutely. Yeah. But you can find if, as long as you're willing to go like thrifting and find like secondhand and even go to like flea markets or things like that, like you're giving something a second life. And I think that's so important. Like that thing, Might have ended up in a dump. So technically, you're also serving the earth as well by not like buying um, something new. Does that make sense? Yeah. A thousand percent it does. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's like you're also finding like unique things that aren't really around anymore. So you're, um, you know, your altar won't look like everybody else's. You can make it more unique to yourself. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, even, like, if you're up in, like, the north in the U.S., like, people find cauldrons at, like, the thrift stores. So. Which is
0: psychotic. I love that, but I <laughs> have never gone to a thrift store and found a cauldron. And I'm like, what <laughs> fucking thrift stores are you guys going in that you just waltz in and you find a, like, $60 cauldron it's for five New bucks. England?
1: It's New England. I am so <laughs> jealous. It's no fair i'm so jealous but even my divination table like altar um yeah yeah that that was second hand and you can't find anything like that now i love
0: thrifting i love it so much me too (laughs) Um, and then the last thing that you wrote down for us just discussed is tips for closet witches or traveling witches. Why don't you go first?
1: So, I actually want to bring up something that someone in the Discord has done. Oh, okay. They actually, um, they have this basket cu- that's like cube shake and it even has like a lid for it and they put like all their stuff in there and they can use the lid as like a portable altar. Like they can set mm-hmm. stuff on the lid. I just think that is so crafty and so cute. Coo- cute because you can easily like put it away if guests are coming over and also keep it away from like animals (laughs) things like that Mm -hmm. and she even like takes it with her to travel i think she said and i was like that's so smart i want one that's really smart
0: um gray in the discord also had they had like the the altoid tin Mm -hmm. i believe it was gray had the altoid tin a travel altar Mm -hmm. and that was the first time i would seen somebody actually do one that i was like yeah i get it now like i get how how you're doing that and getting all that stuff in there that i was able to make my own and Mm -hmm. i made like three of them now (laughs) Uh, i think that those are so brilliant but simultaneously even though it's a travel altar and it's Mm -hmm. like teensy and discreet like i don't see why that couldn't be used for somebody who's not public with their mm-hmm. practice mm-hmm. um you know and, what i mean because it's so small yeah.
1: and i think it's really easy especially with how design is going now like to have an altar and no one knows it's a f- altar like a you just have like some candles set up and yeah. someone be like oh that's a pretty setup you know you don't have to have a beautiful <laughs> piece of decor yeah you don't have to la- have like blatant Witches, symbols, and stuff up all the time. like you could bring that stuff out for spell work. You don't have to feel like you've got to do it in my opinion,
0: yeah, no, I agree with you. I think that I think that um although I am coming from a privileged place where I can keep mine up at all the times, mm-hmm. um there is absolutely nothing wrong with putting stuff away, and that's part of why like cabinet altars are so great because it's like a whole the whole thing you have. You can you can protect and you can store those things safely and discreetly inside where it's not out all the time. But mm-hmm. simultaneously, you aren't like shoving it in just like some shoebox and in a closet. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah definitely. So something uh, to consider. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see if I if I re if I re revisit uh, the old altar article. Lord, I don't even want to know what it says, but we'll. we'll
1: <laughs> as we said, we've grown. We continue to I grow. I have not it's grown. Fine.
0: Okay, I want problems always. <laughs> Maria's grown. I have not. Uh, yes, I have. have not grown at all as a person or as a witch.
1: so consider that i (laughs) disagree i disagree (laughs) yeah coming from an author okay like just (sighs) keep it to yourself woman we all know you're successful
0: you're right i am and i'm so pretty too thank you for bringing that (laughs) to my attention
1: So, Robin, what is stirring your culture this week? Oh, God, I can't
0: I am never going to not find <laughs> the funny. We will be on, like, season 17, and I'll be like, hee-hee.
1: It's, like, extra. There's so much pollen in the air right now. I, like, I feel so stuffed up. <laughs> and I'm, like, trying to be all, like, sensual. I do not feel sensual right now. <laughs> She's
0: so flummy, guys. And it's so, so hot. i um, <laughs> so speaking of pollen (laughs) uh what is stirring my cauldron this week is that it's not winter anymore uh i hate winter So fucking much for like a wide variety of reasons. I do not like winter. I don't like it's cold. I don't like to have to shovel snow. I hate ice. My husband can't go cycling outside and he gets all stir crazy. Um, I do not like winter, but spring (laughs) has sprung, baby. And that means that I can go on walks outside with my child. Love that. Love the sun. Love The other day, it was nice enough outside that... I was wearing shorts. My kid was wearing shorts. And we were out on the grass just enjoying the nice day. Ugh, 10 out of 10. Ugh. Would do again. Will do again. I just, I needed
1: that. Well, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I won't experience that until fall, but I love that for you. <laughs> 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 because, as I, I said, the green stuff is fucking disgusting and so bad. It's so bad.
0: Yeah. No. That's fair. That's fair. No. See, we don't get the pollen waves yeah. here, the pine pollen, until like usually May. So I have like this mm-hmm. little pocket of like mid March to the end of April where the world is perfect. The weather is, yeah. it's not too hot it's not too cold there's no like pine pollen all you covering need everything a jacket. <laughs> all, you, all you need is maybe a cardigan and life <laughs> is just thriving and I love that I'm so glad that spring is here um, and, and it's the same thing happens in fall as well you have like a month and a half there where everything is perfect mm-hmm. I just love I'm, it yeah
1: <laughs> I would rather have spring winter back, back.
0: <laughs> I've got vitamin D coming from the sun. Ugh. I might even not take my pills for a few days. We'll see. <laughs> and here Just I kidding. Am I'm taking pills.
1: Out there. <laughs> ten out of ten. I love it. I
0: uh, no. love it. No. Thank you, Spring. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm going to come up love with Mother you during spring. spring so make room I'm going to actually enjoy spring <laughs> you're ridiculous <laughs> hey there's like if you look up pollen and type in gif I'm pretty sure it shows pollen in South Carolina like actual one that was sh- like a gif that was shot in South Carolina and it's disgusting really? yeah yeah yeah, it's gross.
0: Why do you live there? I don't know, Robin. <laughs> what do you expect me to have an answer for this? I don't know. I don't know anymore. <laughs> Get me out. I want to go with you. Yeah. All right. Move, you're move welcome. Me. You're invited. Okay. <laughs> not stirring your cauldron
1: <laughs> thank you so much for asking you a sensual woman I'm just so sensual <laughs> it's happening anyways <laughs> but um so what is not stirring my cauldron is actually Elon Musk potentially <laughs> lighting up the sky with ads our night sky with ads could you believe this is an actual thing that They've been reporting since last year. I don't know if it's actually going to happen, but I it's think been it talked about. And he wants to send, I don't know if he's already set one up, but a satellite in the sky to show, like, basically logos and stuff in the night sky. So when you look up, you're like, oh, there's Coca-Cola. Because he thinks it's going revolution- to revolutionize ads. And I'm just... As you said earlier when I was talking to you about this, Stopian. it's so dystopian. and
0: Dystopian. Like, what? it's a nightmare.
1: Yeah. And when I think about it, it makes me want to cry. Just, I couldn't... I oh don't know. Like, that yeah. would be depressing. Yeah. I just... As... You know, we talk about the night sky and, like, you know, it's just a huge part of our, like, practices. And that actually happening would just... I don't know. Like... Uh, it hurts my soul,
0: yeah. It's just a lot, it's honestly such a lot. Um, I mean,
1: I can totally see it happening in the future. Um, you think just because, oh, yeah, commercialism and all that, it's not going anywhere. If anything, it's just gonna get worse. That's true. We um, are
0: beyond, we are beyond late stage capitalism at this point, so yeah,
1: I, I. St- I mean, we already have, like, a bunch of, like, space garbage up there, so... Space garbage. <laughs> so why not just add, you know, an ad to the sky? I mean, so when you I'll be up... honest,
0: with how destructive humans are in general, I am mm-hmm. very surprised that our garbage is not launched into a rocket into the space, like, once a month.
1: <laughs> Didn't, um... Uh, be- uh, Bezos say that he wanted to do that?
0: Of course he fucking did. I mean, I, I don't know if he said that or not, but if anybody was going to say it, it, would be fucking Jeff Bezos. <laughs> Jeff-, Jeff Bezos. Jeffrey, <laughs> Jeffrey Bezos.
1: <laughs> God. But I don't know. It just makes me very upset to think about. I just, I could not imagine, like, I don't know. I know. This guy should just be left alone. Like, we but, already do enough fucking launched- damage.
0: What if we launched our trash into space and then the vacuum of space sent it back? And that's how Amer- like Americans, like you say Americans, because Americans are such a capitalist <laughs> fucking country. But that's how humanity died.
1: Because our own trash, our trash like meteorized
0: us. Like the dinosaurs. <laughs> that's terrible. Can I don't know why I'm laughing. I can't imagine. That sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I can see that happening. Our space junk. I I don't even mean the space junk like coming back. I mean us fucking propelling our space junk. Like, yeah, we just we just send it out there. Maybe it'll land on Venus. (laughs) 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 Uh,
1: Psycho. So psycho. No (laughs) thanks. And I like how the worst people like we're like talking about our. Of course, they're the ones saying it. Like we have Musk and Jeffrey. Mm
0: Hmm. Mm Hmm. Psycho. (laughs) Absolutely psycho. But yeah. Did you know that that Elon
1: Musk has like
0: a thousand kids? I I don't know if he has a thousand. I I might be (laughs) exaggerating.
1: You think he had like what? I know he has like three with the previous wife, and then he has two. No, he has one,
0: two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. He has eight children. Oh, no. <laughs>
1: Listen, mean, no
0: You know, good for him, I guess. But they appear to almost all be boys. And that sounds crazy, having that That's... many boys. Ugh. I
1: mean, I guess oh, when you're a, a billionaire. Hopefully, they take care. They, I mean, they take after mom. Of their hopefully, moms. they
0: have really good nannies <laughs> that raise them to be normal children. <laughs> that
1: too. <laughs> Let's be honest here.
0: <laughs> oh. They're not raising their own kids. Love that energy for you, though. Love that you put that kind of thought <laughs> into
1: that. Serious. So, yes, what's not stirring our cauldrons is Elon Musk.
0: <laughs> Everything <laughs> about him. Goddamn Musk. <laughs> you have just joined us this week, every single week we talk about creators that we are loving right now. And I'm not going to chastise everyone this month, this episode. I'm not going to do <laughs> it. Not? I'm not going to do not? it. I feel like we're <laughs> in season three, and I feel like at this point, if you don't know that we're going to make fun of you, if you ask to be on here, I do course. You're ideally, not even course, listening to it anyway. And you're not even listening to it. And for the people <laughs> who are listening, I'm not going to keep chastising. I'm, I've decided to move on from it. I've decided um See? so that being said you have grown as a person that being said if it starts <laughs> up again in high quality, i will bring it back so this is
1: <laughs> the last time that i will ever sit it's the last time
0: but you've been warned <laughs> it's and, and that was
1: a lie <laughs> just kidding <laughs>
0: that is not true <laughs> But i really I, I am i've decided i'm gonna move away from it because most of the things that we've been getting recently have been from clearly people who don't listen mm-hmm. and so why do you guys need to hear that every time we're moving exactly. away from it it's been three years <laughs> so that being said maria who are you digging this this this,
1: this week so i just recently got the embroidered graveyard oracle and love that it, I know it's it's a freaking beautiful deck like if you love foil oh it's amazing <laughs> if you love like you know um Samhain and the whole October season like yeah. this deck is 100% for you like yeah you can either use this deck for in like in lieu of like uh, what am I oh a Ouija board Like Uh for spirit communication, like it's it's specifically made for like spirit communication, or you could just use it as a normal oracle deck. But they have like cards like grandmother, grandfather, ancestors, like all these cards.
0: I have one coming, and I'm literally so excited about it. I'm so (laughs) excited about this deck.
1: (laughs) Yeah, like. I don't know. I think it's really fun and such a great idea. And they even have like a hello and goodbye deck. So I mean, cards. So you could be like, okay, I'm done. Goodbye. Like if you don't feel comfortable, um, just like leaving communication open. Cause I know that's a lot of thing that, a lot that which is like worry about is like leaving spirit communication open and like something like mm-hmm. slipping through. So if you feel like more comfortable being like, okay, I'm done, and then putting down the goodbye card, and then that's you wrapping up the session, this mm-hmm. deck has that. And they even have like goodbye too on the, um, on the oh my god what am i trying to say the boxes deck so when you close it there's a goodbye tab so you're like literally closing it off oh no mm. i just think it's a great idea and a very beautiful deck yeah so, yeah <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm really excited for mine to show up <laughs> i'm excited for you to get it so who you've been loving
0: i am actually loving a friend of mine the redheaded witch also known as autumn she has a thing coming out it's actually launching tomorrow that we record this i think it'll be the same day it comes out on the 1st of april called folk craft goods and i think it's so cute like it's so cute she's selling um potions that are like um syrups for coffee and tea Mm -hmm. And they're all like intentionally focused. So, like prosperity, tranquility. She's also got healing or healing. She's got tea blends <laughs> that uh, she's coming out with the same sort of thing. Each one blends. is, they're he- I'm, I don't want to say that though, because she's not an herbalist. I think that I that know, would be I incorrect. I was just
1: teasing. I was just teasing.
0: <laughs> um, the word just popped in my head. Okay. I'm sorry. Any- <laughs> anyway, I think it's really cool. Her branding for it is so cute. Like I'm, I'm very obsessed and I would, I I hope that she has a lot of success in that. I think it's all very cute and I would like to have some now. Thank you. (laughs) Please and thank you. Please and thank you. Thank you all for joining us today. We hope that we will see you again on April 15th for our seventh episode of season three. Or you can catch us on the in-betweens for Coffee Talk. Uh, We haven't actually picked next month's topic. So I guess we'll discuss that after this. Yeah, we'll think about it. You can also keep an eye out on our Instagrams and or our Twitter. Follow us there at Coffee and Cauldrons pod or Coffee and Cauldrons on Twitter. Or you can just go to our website, coffeeandcauldrons.com for more information.
1: And I'm losing my voice, so I'm gonna to try to say this. <laughs> but Or you can even join us on our Discord tier, which is First Coven on Patreon, so we can answer your question next time in our part two. Yes. If you're loving coffee and cauldrons, please take a moment to review us on Apple Podcasts and as well as on Spotify. <laughs> we definitely appreciate it, and it g- helps get our podcast out there for other listeners
0: and we do read them for everybody who writes like Uh, cute little notes we read them and we discuss it and we really appreciate it so thank you (laughs) (laughs) you would even get to hear our lovely sensual voices for an additional 30 minute episode (laughs) if you join the patreon casting tier and up
1: so again this is coffee and cauldrons with robin from at a tired witch on instagram and I'm Maria from at Maria the Arcane on Instagram. All right, you ready? <laughs> hey, yeah. I'll do my best.
0: <laughs> All right. <clears throat> One, One, two, two three, five, six. <laughs> How was that on your end? Was it good? Was it good?
1: I was- awful <laughs> <laughs> really?